Welcome back to Backwoods Theology. Here we are once again to record for you. Um, a wonderful, I mean, man, I, I'm thankful for my friends. I'm so glad to get to do this for you guys. But not just for you guys, I just enjoy it. And um, I enjoy the conversations, the discussions, and um, focusing around the Word of God. We are doing something for you, listener, something completely different. We have never done it this way before. Uh, matter of fact, it's, it's kind of neat. Two of us aren't even in the state of Maine right now. And, um, and so, but we are all three recording this and putting this on together. I'm so thankful for technology. Sometimes. Yes. Sometimes. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, but anyway, I believe we have, you just heard from Brother Wiley. So hello, Brother Wiley. Hello, Brother Wiley. I knew it. I knew it. And then we also have our friend Chad. Are you there? I am here. Can you hear me? I, I can't. Awesome. So, okay, I'm great. assuming you guys can hear me because I said your name and you responded. I'm sorry. Yes. What? <laughs> <laughs> so it's a blessing. Now, um, if you are a listener and you remember this, about a year ago, uh, we uploaded a, a uh, episode that we recorded. Matter of fact, all three of us were in the state of Georgia recording for our uh, we were here for our teens for a teen camp well brother chad and i are here same place in georgia and brother wiley is back home in maine but we want to continue uh to upload and we continue to give you guys um great content i'm assuming it's great content i think it's great content and absolutely um, the 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 star rating seems to be great content and I want to do a shout out to our latest subscriber. I told him I would. Uh, my good friend, uh, Pastor Donald Link. And uh, he just joined and subscribed to our podcast. And so I'm thankful for that. It's a blessing being uh, uh, to get to know other people, uh, get to get to interact with different guys. And it's a joy to have like-minded people. And uh, what a blessing it is. So, but... Uh, we want to continue. We we are we are having a great time in the book of Revelation, and we are studying some fascinating things. And I hope you, as a listener, are are being a student of the Bible, and not listening to what James Wiley is saying, not listening to what Chad Colburn is saying, or more, more importantly, not listening to what Josh Lovelace is saying, but you're listening to what the Bible is saying. And um, I'm a firm believer on, on let God be true, but every man a liar. The reason I'm a firm believer on that is because that's what the Bible says. And last I checked, every man a liar includes James, Josh, and Chad. So let God be true. And I'm so thankful, so thankful. Well, we have some thoughts to share with you all today. I trust you have been listening and, and, and are caught up on what some of the conversation has been. And, uh, but we want to focus today on a simple word, really, in chapters 2 and 3 of the book of Revelation, where it says, unto the angel. And we want to talk about angel uh, today for you, and uh, I hope it's going to be a benefit and a blessing to you. What does the Bible mean when it says, unto the angel? Unto the angel of the church of Ephesus, unto the angel of the church of Thyatira. And you see that all through all seven churches of chapters two and three. So at this time, I know he can't see me, but I'm pointing in the direction of James Wiley. And <laughs> I, I'm going to turn it over to him and see what he can do for us in this conversation about angels. 
So you're pointing to the northeast, is what yes, you're saying? Yes. Okay. I have no, I have no idea what direction that is. So I'm, I mean, clearly, I get lost in the woods. So somewhere <laughs> is the northeast. I'm hoping that's the direction I'm pointing. Well, <laughs> well the Bible says promotion comes from the north, that's and right. <laughs> uh, Christ is going to travel the same route that Joshua traveled to conquer the land, and that's from the mm. east. So I guess. Head northeast, right? That's right. That's right. <laughs> Promotion comes from the north. Is that why the north won? I'm just uh, sorry. Oh, whoa. I'm not even... <laughs> You got to remember which side of the line you're on. I know. I saw, I'm glad I'm alone in the room. So. <laughs> yeah, that way there's no witnesses, right? That's right. right. Yeah. By the time this podcast is aired, you'll be back on the other side of the Mason Dixon. So yes, yes. So we'll be fine. We'll be fine. <laughs> well, um, really, today's uh, podcast, I think, it, not only is it going to help us time the Book of Revelation. But um, it's, it also came up, has come up in discussion. Obviously, as we are posting these episodes, uh, people come up and ask us questions and maybe challenge us on some certain points. And so uh, it just happened that recently as well, as someone was kind of, you know, disagreeing with some of the points that I was making about this text, they brought up the fact that, well, they believe that these seven angels to the seven churches that, you know, and I've heard this my whole life, angel means messenger. So uh, the messenger unto the church. Um, and actually, so I, I asked this person, so you're saying that I'm an angel? Mm. And I said, I won't disagree, I guess, with that point, but uh, <laughs> but because uh, I asked, I said, well, does Churchill Baptist have an angel then? And he said, yes, uh, you, you're a messenger of what? God and you're an angel. I'm like, oh, thank you. I So I didn't what? argue that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, <laughs> so... And again, I've heard that my whole life. Angel is messenger. Messenger just simply means whoever's bringing the word of God to that church. And so what they're doing is, is they're making this angel a man, a human man. Um, again, I believe the reason that we feel the need to, and I'll use this word, superimpose that belief into the text is again because of this stumbling block that people have of the use of the word church, it must mean church age. It has to. We've already on previous podcasts shown that, well, the church still functions apart from the church age. Now, as we pointed out, the churches that we're reading about in Revelation 2 and 3, I do not believe are the body of Christ. The body of Christ has been raptured at this point. Um, the way I, you know, and again, I know I'll get some debate on this, but the way I look at it is because Paul, what was it, two or three times made the distinction to specifically call the church Christ's body. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't believe that the churches mentioned in Revelation 2 and 3, nor Hebrews 2, nor Hebrews 12, nor Stephen's reference 
in Acts 6, I don't believe he obviously was not talking about the body of Christ then. So the way that I look at it, and it may not be the proper observation, but you have the church, his body, then you have the church, his bride. Um, and that's the distinction that kind of helps me. And there is going to be one point where the two are going to be joined together. But the reason why I believe, one of the many reasons, again, we've pointed out several indicators in Revelation 1 to the dating of the book of Revelation. It is these angels to the church. So the first thing that I wanted to do was, where did this angel means messenger, therefore any messenger is an angel? Where did that come from? Hmm. Does the Bible say angel means messenger? And so here's some good discussion. I've been doing a lot of talking here. Everywhere I look, angel means messenger because they go back to the Greek word. Okay, of that's angel, what I was going to say. Yeah. And that means messenger. Correct me if I'm wrong. Isn't that pretty? And I mean, Chad, you, um, I'm assuming, would agree to that because that's just what the Greek word for angel. Yeah, I think it's uh, angelos. Yeah. You know, yes. Yeah. Well, I'll admit to you, I don't. I, I went all through the Bible trying to find where angel means messenger. I even tried to find a verse that mentions angel and they had a message or mm. the messenger mm. of God, his angel, or I tried to find well, anything. And so I it, couldn't, I couldn't find one. Does it harm us to just, I mean, just because it means mess, I mean, Esau means hairy. All right. So just because it means messenger, well, yeah, angels give messages, right? Did they did they announce the birth of Christ? Did they, you know, you see, what I'm trying to say, sure. And so I don't think that harms. That doesn't mean uh, uh, the the word angel is the pastor, which I think we're gonna we're gonna talk about that here in just a little bit, right? But but i i still for me anyway i don't think it harms yet to just say well yeah a, the word itself literally but just because another person's hairy i'm not going to call him esau okay so, so i have a question can i ask a question here yeah so the issue at hand to making sure i understand this correctly the issue at hand is you know we had and i want to start by saying i am super thankful for feedback that we get from listeners Oh, yeah. Okay, so even today, like I just had some great conversation uh, with some men at camp who listen to the podcast and they sharpen me because they ask questions that I need to hear that help me better, better, better explain or better understand what we're working through. Yes. So the question we're dealing with, are the angels of the churches angels or men? Is that the question? That That is the purpose of this podcast to say, okay. is there any way biblically that these angels can be men? Okay. All right, I think my answer is no, but I think like this is a great exercise for for any person in how it is that we come to conclusions, and we come to conclusions and a lot of times by just asking questions about the word itself, right? So, Correct. so we ask like, questions, but then we answer them biblically. See, that's where right. I think people fail is they don't answer them biblically. Okay, so. Like, what is the normative use of the word angel in Revelation? Like, if you're saying, if 
if this person, pretending there's a fourth person sitting here with us, who this is their position, do they have any other example in the book of Revelation where an angel is not an angel, but is a pastor? Well, you can expand it because I asked this person, is there anywhere else in the whole Bible Sure, that an angel is referring to a man? Right. And their answer was no. That, mm-hmm. well, th- and they... This is a unique book. So God, um, I said, well, I said, so anyway, that's, that's where I think, and it kept coming up, well, angel means a messenger. Well, the word messenger appears several times in the Bible. If you, mm-hmm. if you look up the word messenger in the scriptures, it's, it's not like it's not used. It is. Yeah, I believe the Bible describes angels as ministering spirits, correct? Right, that's what I'm... See, the Bible has defined angel. Right. And so, again, the way we get messenger is we leave the scriptures, we go look up a definition of a word, which at times we have to do. And we get this definition of the word messenger, which is not, like Brother Josh said, is not wrong. You know, Hmm. there, I mean, the angel delivered the message to Daniel about the 70 weeks. Mm -hmm. So we're not saying that an angel is not a messenger, but does that necessitate then that an angel is a human? Sure. Because... If we look up the biblical definition of angel, you know, the definition that the Bible gives, it is spirit. An angel is a spirit. And the Bible uses the word all. They're all spirits. So there's not an angel that is not a spirit. Um, That would be the book of Hebrews chapter, well, more more than one time. God says specifically that angels are spirits. The first time is in Psalm 104. Psalm 104 um, and verse 4. So Psalm 104, 4 says, Who maketh his angels spirits, his ministers a flaming fire. Um Hebrews quotes this psalm mm-hmm. in Hebrews chapter one. He, uh, the penman of Hebrews, both in verse seven, uh, forgive me, yes, yeah, seven in verse 13. In Hebrews 1 7, and of the angels he saith, Who maketh his angels spirits and his ministers a flame of fire? So he quotes this passage in Psalm 104, mm-hmm. and then in verse uh, 14 as well, I believe it teaches us here very clearly that angels are spirits, which is the opposite of flesh. Verse 14, are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for them who shall be heirs of salvation? So, The first reason why I believe that the angels to the seven churches are exactly that and not human 
is because the Bible, I believe, defines angels as spirits, which is opposite. And I'm going to, I've got four or five points here, but um, which is the opposite of flesh, which is what you and I are. So I believe that's the biblical definition. Hmm. What do you all think about that? I mean, I'm down with that. That is, you know, there's principle. Okay. If, if we say, if I said to that person, okay, so why do you believe from the text that it is a pastor? And I do not believe that there is, from the text, you would gather that. So because I don't think that you would gather that from the text or from any other passage, you, there's not a cross-reference right. that would identify a pastor as an angel. It, to me, it seems like this is just a teaching of man that over time became accepted. Yeah. Um, and, you know, certainly wanting to be kind in, you know, my response to that, but that would, that's not a good basis for interpreting it that way. So the rest of scripture bears out angels are, are spirits, they're ministering spirits um, in every other place. Now, I will say this, okay? You mentioned Daniel 9, and what is ironic about Gabriel, who is an angel, mm-hmm. is that he is called the man Gabriel <laughs> in Daniel 9. It's it's worth, and you know, full disclosure, when Daniel is praying um, to the Lord, it's in Daniel 9 and verse 20, it says, And whilst I was speaking and praying and confessing my sins and the sin of my people Israel, and presenting my supplication before the Lord my God for the holy mountain of God, yea, whilst I was speaking in prayer, even the man Gabriel, whom I had seen in the vision at the beginning, being caused to fly swiftly, touched me about the time of the evening oblation. So Gabriel, interestingly enough, is described as the man Gabriel, though we would understand Gabriel to be an angel. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Um, Isn't it at some of the resurrection accounts, it doesn't use the word angel, it uses man. Sure. Or well, it's, Acts, it does that. Acts, no, one, Acts 111, it says... And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel. Um, so what do you make of that? I believe they're angels. I, I hear you, but they're Absolutely. also referred to as men. So what do you what is God what is God communicating there? What is the Bible saying there? I believe that they are there in the appearance of a man, just okay. like Satan can be transformed into an angel of light. It tells us that these spirits can take on different likenesses. So um, you would you would say this is similar to Genesis 19, where the Bible says two angels came to Sodom at even, and Lot was at the gate. And then in verse 10, it says, talking about those two angels, but the men put forth their hand and pulled Lot into the house to them and shut the door. Right. They were there in the appearance of a man. Yeah. Um, it's more than appearance, though. Like this is, it is appearance, and they are spirit. But you say I, likeness. Well, I yeah, say likeness. likeness because they can't be flesh. They can't be. They can't be flesh, but that doesn't mean they're not somehow they're endowed with physical properties. If that's a way to say sure. that. 
Yeah. What, I, what I'm saying is, is that there's the distinction, you know, the, the Bible makes the distinction with Christ, meaning it will say in the days of his flesh. Mm-hmm. Okay. That, that tells, you know, that's teaching of the incarnation. The word became flesh, mm-hmm. um, which is different. I don't believe that these two angels in Acts 1 and verse um, 10 I don't believe that they are human flesh. Okay. Only, so only can, Christ, only Christ, you know, took on human flesh. I just okay. believe that they have the likeness of a man. All right. But can an angel, can an angel, I mean, we're having, to me, I feel like the question's easy. They're angels. They're not pastors. So now I, I'm, so do, if I'm deviating from your course, you say, you can tell me to be quiet. <laughs> but, all right. <laughs> But can angels take on flesh? I mean, Genesis 6, right? In order to reproduce, things reproduce in their kind. You know, is there a way in which angels could take on flesh? What does leaving their first estate look like? And I'm asking because maybe you've thought about these things already. So you're talking about Jude? Right. I mean, we understand Genesis 6, the sons of God to have Mm -hmm. cohabited with the daughters of men. That is a physical relationship has to take place for that to be possible. You know what I mean? Sure. So So did they actually, did they actually become flesh? Right. Right. That's a good question. I, I'd have to think on that. Okay. Okay. Yes. Um, but, um, I know I just wrecked your whole, if you're listening, Just, just no. This is yeah. good. This gives us something no, else but, to think about. But, but I mean, obviously, the offspring is different than if two, right. just two uh, uh, humans sure. had offspring. Correct. You know what I mean? Right. The giants were born unto them, so so their flesh still wasn't the same. Oh, agreed. Agreed. You see what I'm saying? It's chimeric. Yeah. 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 And it's an abomination. You know, it's it is mixing of seed, mingling mm-hmm, of seed, mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. is forbidden. Um, but See, there I, is, okay, but okay, I guess here, here's what I'm, what I'm chewing on is there angels and men, there's a certain class of angels, right? That are obviously share similarities with mankind, right? In, in likeness, um, they're sons of God that were able to leave their first estate and do you know what I'm saying? Like, like. It's just a fascinating conversation. Gabriel is called a man, the man Gabriel. There's these angels that take the form of men. Um, I think it's because their message is for men. Sure. You know, that they're going to take on the likeness of whoever it is they're, you know, delivering the message to. They're not going to come as a ravening beast. They're going to, you know, come in the likeness of a man. Okay. Well, so I see that we see that in in the book of Revelation, don't we? I mean, we have we just talked about um in chapter number 1, we have the angel of the Lord. Mm-hmm. Who I believe we're in consensus that we believe that's Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, yeah. that's Jesus Christ manifesting himself in the spirit. He's the angel of the Lord. That is why I believe he does not identify himself as Jesus Christ. Because he is not appearing in the flesh. 
he is appearing as the angel of the Lord. He is appearing in spirit. But yet in Revelation 19, we have the revelation of Jesus Christ where he is appearing in the flesh. And so I think that's the distinction between the angel of the Lord and Jesus Christ is one is spirit, one is flesh. That is why, you know, that is why in the book of Hebrews chapter, I think it's two, chapter two is about the incarnation of Christ. And it uses so many phrases about him in the flesh, the distinct, he did not come Christ. It is first at his first coming. Again, I'm trying not to use the word advent, but at his first advent, he came in the flesh. He didn't come in the spirit. He came in the flesh at his second advent. He will also come in the flesh. So there's a great distinction between the two. Um, And so his coming in chapter one of Revelation, that's why right in the very, is it the very first verse, the word angel is used and he signified it by his angel. Mm. Um, That Christ is coming in spirit. Um, Whereas... But that the book of Revelation is building toward him coming in the flesh. Yeah. Can I jump on that word flesh for a minute? Sure. Maybe this is what was churning in in my, because I'm sitting, so for our listening audience, this is an awesome way for us to record, but it's so foreign because I'm sitting in this large room by myself and I'm thinking, this is great, yeah. and we don't you know we I mean? don't even have a video. We don't have a video of each other. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. This isn't FaceTime. Yeah, it's so, just audio. <laughs> so, First Corinthians chapter fifteen, you know that that chapter about the resurrection, verse thirty nine says, "All flesh is not the same flesh, but there is one kind of flesh of men, another flesh of beasts, another of fishes, and another of birds." There are also celestial bodies and bodies terrestrial. So when we talk about flesh, right, um, the, the distinction is not just any flesh, but man flesh. Correct. Yeah. Okay, that's a good point. That's a very yeah. good point, Chad. Yeah. Yep. So, so now the scriptures do not say um, that there is – angel flesh, but it would, but, okay, okay, I think we could read between the lines and look at some passages and see that though angels are spirit, there still is some kind of, there's, there's, they're able to manifest with physical properties. Yeah. Yeah. So, would it be better to say, instead of saying there's a difference between angels and flesh, spirits and flesh, there's a difference for our use of what we're trying to do, that there's a stark distinction between spirits and man. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Okay. I think so, because we are trying to show that these, in Revelation, that these angels are not men. They're not, they're not pastors. They're not men of God. They are just angels. Correct. Um, And I'm sure, like, we should probably get to your your points, because I know I'm derailing us. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, but there's like, you must, one of your points must be that there are just ample examples of 
angels functioning as messengers or delivering a message or being in an intercessory position in terms of communication. I mean, like that's all over the place. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sure. So you- and in chapters two and three, these angels to the church are delivering them a message. Right. They're delivering the message into the church. So we're not saying that angels aren't messengers. We're not saying that at all. Uh, that is their, pr- could we say that that is their primary function? At least to man, at least to man is to deliver a message from God. Can I ask another weird question? It's not weird. It's really practical. Okay. And you can, I mean, you're not going to say no. I'm just, this is my open. So why in the world would God, if if John is on the Isle of Patmos and he has a message for the pastor of Ephesus, right? Why is he is he going through John on the Isle of Patmos to deliver a message to a church in Ephesus? That just seems very inefficient. Um, Why doesn't he do just we, give it to this angel? <laughs> right, who's obviously, or, to, or the if the man if a man believes that these angels are pastors, okay. Why not just deliver the message directly? Why do you have to use John, who's on the Isle of Patmos? Do you know what I'm saying? To get that message to the pastor. Well, there's 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 like practical awkward things about it, right? Um, yeah, that's a good point. Well, well, it, it's interesting differing between spirits and man. You'll remember, you know, for instance, I'm just thinking right now in Acts 12. Remember when Peter was imprisoned. And he was delivered. He's there knocking at the door and no one's answering. Mm -hmm. This girl, Rhoda, comes and sees Peter and goes back in. The Bible says specifically that they then believed it wasn't Peter. It specifically says it is his angel. It, It is his angel. That's from Acts chapter number 12. Well, does Peter have an angel that follows him around or... Is that passage saying, okay, that's not Peter in the flesh. Peter has been killed, and this is his spirit at the door. That's a great point. Um, so again, I do. Uh, that's what I'm saying, that there's a distinction, and I guess I'll say it this way, between the flesh of men and spirits. So they did not believe that Peter was physically at the door. They believed it was his spirit at the door. Uh, but the Bible uses the word angel in Acts chapter 12. So uh, the, first, the first point that I had is, and again, I'm, I, I'm trying to show through these points that it's impossible that these angels to the churches are men. It can't be because of the use of the word angel. Number one, because of the way the Bible defines angel and the distinction it makes between the flesh of men and the spirits. Um, Point number two, the Bible is clear that man was made lower than the angels. That's Psalm 8, verse Mm 5. That Psalm is quoted two times in Hebrews 2, verse 7. And actually it says in Hebrews 2, 9, it says that Jesus was made a little lower than the angels. So that's one of the biblical ways. You know, if you look in Hebrews 2, there's multiple ways it says that Christ became flesh. Mm-hmm. 
one of them is in verse nine, a little lower than the angels. Um, verse 14, for as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also likewise took part of the same. So he became flesh and blood. Um, verse 16, it says, but he took on him the seed of Abraham. Um, verse 17, whereof in all things it behooved him to be made like unto his brethren. All of those references are to Christ became human flesh. No one would say, well, that's speaking of Jesus becoming an angel. No one would say that. They would just say, well, that is a reference to Christ becoming a man. So my second point is, men can't be angels because man, clearly according to the Bible, was made lower than the angels. So man can be an angel. Angel can't be a man, meaning human flesh. They can appear in the likeness of a man, but they can't be, they can't have man flesh. They can't. What, what do you think about that second point? Well, for me, I, I, I'm still thinking, all right, man appear, uh, angels appearing as men, taking the likeness of men. Uh, man being lower than the angel, I yes, all of that. But there's still that physical, can I say tangibleness to when an angel takes the uh, likeness of man? Does that make sense? Because like, um, correct me if I'm wrong, you brought up Peter when they said his angel, but that's because he was in prison, correct? And they were praying for him. Didn't the angel touch something? Like, didn't it touch the 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 stocks that he was in? I don't remember. I got to go back and reread that. But all, well, you have the angels touching Lot, pulling Lot into his house. You, you know what I'm trying to say, right? There's still there's still a tangible, and and so that's where my that's not a hang up. I'm not hanging up on it. I'm just Chad and I use the word churn. Recently, yeah. and so can, I'm just can, I'm churning. I, yeah, can I make an observation to Brother Riley's point though about the man made lower than the angels? Yeah. So the rest of that verse, of course, says, "But thou hast crowned him with glory and honor." Okay, so follow me just for a minute. Okay, so the Book of Revelation, the revelation of Jesus Christ, was given to whom? To John, who is a man. And okay. this man is then commanded to write what he receives from God to an angel. Okay? So you have a hierarchy of, of God, okay, or, or the, Jesus Christ, or the angel of the Lord, speaking to John, a man, commanding him to write down what is then going to be given to an angel. Okay? So though man was made lower than the angels, he has been crowned with glory and honor. You'll remember that when Paul is writing to the Corinthians about their dispute, he asks them, um, do you not know that we shall judge angels? And we don't see, I don't recall if there's, okay, though angels, uh, principalities and powers are given rulership, they're given dominion to exercise, uh, it is 
men uh, glorified man, man in his glorified state who will sit upon a throne and rule alongside Jesus Christ. Okay. So here's yeah. what I think is interesting. I think it's interesting that God is. Com- I you can take it for what it's worth, but it would appear by God's order of things that He gives this revelation to John, a man who is then relaying this information to an angel who is to relay it to a church that God is showing the hierarchy of men above angels because men were made lower than the angels, but they, we are to be crowned with glory and honor. Now I know that's speaking of Christ ultimately. Yeah, of course. But we are to rule and reign with him. Um, do, do you see what I'm saying? Sure. And at, like that I, ti- at that time, there's we're no longer in the flesh. See, that's my mm-hmm. point. We're no longer in the flesh right. then. Right, right. We're um, in, glor- we've in a glorified been made, state. Right. So, but as of now, man in the flesh, that's what we're talking about. Man in the flesh, man is made lower than the angels. Mm-hmm. Now, God is going to exalt, just like he exalted the Lord Jesus in Philippians chapter 2. Um, yes, man is going to be exalted above the angels. And the Bible says we will judge them, but not while we're flesh, we won't. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if, I wonder, it's interesting because John is in the spirit on the Lord's day. You know, is John beholding a vision or was John, was John translated, right? Did he enter into his glorified state at that time? I think, yes, John is yeah. given a vision. He's given a vision of the Lord's day. And so well, I'm I, saying his being, his very, was he, you know, as he is penning the book of Revelation, is he penning it with old, uh, old hands with wrinkled skin? Or is he penning this in a glorified body? Well, or a or a transfigured body, I guess. Well, definitely by Revelation four two he is. Yeah, because I believe that reference to he is in the spirit. The spirit is lowercase, mm-hmm. and so he, that's referring to the fact that he has been changed. Mm-hmm. But but the reason why he has to be, you know, the reason why he doesn't have to be changed, um, in chapter one, is because he's not in the third heaven. But in chapter right. four, he's going to the third heaven, so he has to be changed. Right. Yep. Yep. Okay. So that when you when you mentioned the men are lower than angels thing, I was just thinking that's you know, it's fascinating. Oh yes. Because in our current state, yes, but in our final state, no. Which is a humbling, you know, it's a humbling thing. When I think about angels, I think sometimes we think of them as robotic and without personhood, right? Um, without being. But there we, we read from the scriptures that there are things that the angels look into, right? There are things that the angels behold. And I wonder if to a certain degree, they're not also learning. Um, and it's kind of a humbling thing to think about that one day we who are you know, forgive my French, but just a bunch of jerks, you know, are one day going to be given the charge of, of judging angels, of being, being above them. 
That's humbling, isn't it? It's kind of a humbling yes. thought. You know, we absolutely ought to li- we got to live holy lives now. Um, mm. Yeah. Okay. Well, here's a third point. I've got two or three more, and this isn't exhaustive. I could have more. I just figured five points would be about what we could. <laughs> what you know, we all could the really good doctrines are five points. Everybody there you go. That. There you go. Yeah. Point number three: the Bible uses the phrase "nature of angels." nature of angels. That's from Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 16, where it's talking about the Lord Jesus Christ. And again, chapter 2 is about him becoming a man, flesh, human flesh. The Bible clearly says that he did not, for verily, Hebrews 2.16, for verily he took not on him the nature of angels, but he took on him the seed of Abraham. So he did not come in the nature of an angel. Well, what is that? What, what is the nature of angels? Well, I believe the nature of angels is Hebrews 1 and verse 14. They're spirits. So what that's saying is, is that Jesus did not come as a spirit. He didn't come as a spirit. He came as a man. He came as the seed of Abraham. And so I believe Hebrews 2 and verse 16 is also making a distinction between men and angels. That um, Christ, when he came, he needed to come as a man and he could not come in the spirit of an angel. Now, I was just making sure we were still recording. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It was one of those cricket, cricket, hello? What? <laughs> <laughs> is, is there something I missed? So, That's funny. Um, so what, what do you think about that, about the nature of angels, that Christ clearly did not come? He came as a man, which is the opposite of what an angel is. So here's what I here's what I think I'm hearing, like in answering this question, you know that that has been posed, or this idea that that the angels in Revelation two and three are actually pastors, they're actually men. In pushing back against that, your points are really just nailing down the idea and the truth that men and angels are two very distinct classes, and we. And, and are to be observed that way. You know what I mean? Like it seems sure. like that's what you're, you're. That's what you're driving at. Right. Two different. Two different just, beings. Two diff- very different things. I'm just trying to show that it's biblically impossible that these angels were men. That's all I'm trying yeah. to do. Yep. I'm um, just wrapping up the last couple because again, there's no sense. You know. You know, driving the tent stake too far in the ground, but. You know, Second Peter chapter two makes a distinction between men and angels. Um, God is talking about men. For instance, in Second Peter two nine, the Lord knoweth how to deliver the godly out of temptations and to reserve the unjust unto the day of judgment to be punished. I believe that's a direct reference to 
He's going to deliver the godly out of temptations and to reserve the unjust unto the day of judgment to be punished. That's a direct reference to the tribulation. Verse 10, but chiefly them that walk after the flesh and the lust of uncleanness and dis- despise government. Uh, you can see in verse number 10, but then notice in verse 11, whereas we know by the word, whereas he's going to show the other side of the coin as to what has just been said. He's, mm. he's speaking of men in verses nine and 10, but now in verse number 11, notice what he says, whereas angels, and then notice between the commas which are greater in power and might, which are greater in power and might than who or what? Well, it's what was just discussed, men. So angels are greater than men. They are greater, um, the Bible here says, they are greater in power and they are greater in might. And so I'm just showing this as another distinction between angels and men that they are not the same thing which clearly goes with thou has made him a little lower than the angels correct if angels are greater than men right now these are not glorified men these are not no 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 no. these are just men in the flesh men in the flesh and then my fifth point is just simply you know seven angels are mentioned in Revelation 2 and 3. Are these the same angels mentioned in Revelation 8, 2, 8, 6, 15, 1, 15, 6, 15, 7, 15, 8, 16, 1, 17, 1, 21, 9? There seems to be a group of seven angels which are listed all through the book of Revelation. Are they also men? Are they also pastors? Right. Um. I believe they're I believe they're the <laughs> yeah. same angels, the exact same seven angels. Because remember what the letters say, repent or this is what's going to happen. So the same angels that say unto these seven churches, repent or this will be your judgment, I believe are the same angels that carry out that judgment. Hmm. Um Because it's clear that these angels are given the trumpets, they're given the vials, they're the ones who are pouring out the judgment, so to speak. So, before I leap to that, that's what I personally believe. I believe these are the same seven angels that prophesied the judgment and then carried out the judgment. Um. Okay, so I'm just before we go down that trail, because again, that's getting way ahead. Mm -hmm. The only reason I bring that up is, okay, if these seven angels are men, are these other seven angels? No one would say, nobody would say that these other seven angels are men. Right. They would never say that. Well, so why do they say the first seven angels are men? Correct me if I'm wrong. And you guys know more than I do. But is this the only, uh, so Revelation 2 and 3, is that the only place that people say that the word angel means a man? I can't. my knowledge, to my knowledge, yes. I can't think of any other place in the scriptures that when somebody reads the word angel, they go, oh, that's a guy. 
Okay, but not just a man, but what we have heard is uh, the pastor. The pastor, yeah. Right? Because yeah. because it's the man of God for the, that church and that mm-hmm. idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I can't think of any other place in all of Scripture that somebody reads it, like you just said with the book of Revelation, that somebody reads it and says, oh, well, that's talking about the shepherd, or that's talking about the bishop, or that's, you know what I mean? Right. No other place. This is the only one I can think of. Well, in my mind, if God meant bishop, he would have said bishop. Agreed. If God said shepherd, meant shepherd, he would have said shepherd. Look, using the logic, and again, help me, because you all... You all have Bible degrees. I don't. You all have studied the languages. I haven't. So I'm I'm the novice, I guess. But in my thinking, you know, they talk about circular reasoning, which, you know, that's a whole other debate. But to say angel means messenger, therefore, this is a messenger. How is that any different than deaconos means servant? Therefore, Phoebe was a deacon. Hmm. Anytime I see the word servant, I then, well, it means deacon. So that's how they make, that's how they make Phoebe a deacon in Romans 16.1. Right. That word servant is from the Greek word deaconos, which means yeah, it's where yeah. we get the word deacon from. So therefore, well, then that means the servants who filled the water pots in John 2 were also deacons. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because, you know... If I'm going to say that this word angel in Revelation 2 and 3 means messenger, therefore I can superimpose that it's a man, then I should be able to, in other places where angel is used, superimpose man in there as well. I'm just saying that God says what he means. He means what he says. Yes, yes. And we don't superimpose. Again, it's because we're trying to fit this into church age. That's the only reason why it's done. It's not done for any other reason. It's because we're trying to fit this into the church age. So it can't mean a celestial angel because we don't have those in this age, which is true. Okay, hold on, though. Hold on. When you say we don't have those in this age... What do you mean when you say we don't have those we, in that? What I mean by that, God does not speak to the church in this age by an, by an angel. Okay, but we would definitely understand that angels are, you know, just perusing First Corinthians, right? Like, I mean, well, angels, yes. angels exist. We're but, a spe- yeah. Well, not yeah, just not, not just that they exist, but they're actively beholding. Hmm. Okay, yeah, we're a spectacle to angels. First Corinthians four nine. We we shall judge them. First Corinthians six three. The conduct of women in the church has is is commanded because to of be the angels. Right, right. No, the the point that I'm making is God does not speak to the church by angels. But he does speak to Israel. Not in not in this age. Right. right. He speaks to Israel, and that's how he's always historically spoken to them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But he has never spoken to the church, the New Testament church, by an angel. Mm-hmm. And now that's not to say that he couldn't. Well, of course, God can do whatever course, yeah. God can do whatever he wants. But it would be inconsistent with prior. With it would prior be inconsistent practice. with what God has orchestrated for the New Testament church era. He speaks to us by His Spirit. The Bible says the Holy Ghost. That's how He speaks to us in this age, and through His Word. He He doesn't use the voice of an angel. 
But right in the beginning, right in the very first verse of Revelation, he's going back to an angel. Right. Which would tell you, okay, that's Hebrews chapter number one. He historically spoke to Israel by an angel, and he's going to again. And um, so anyway, the purpose of this podcast today was just to simply show these seven angels cannot be men. Just can't be. Yeah. We can discuss at a further time. Are these the seven angels that will carry out the judgments? You know, that's a podcast of a different time. All I'm saying is nobody tries to make those angels into pastors. Yeah. Yeah. But they have to because, again, they think it's a different age. Hmm. I just want to make sure, has this been clear what I've, you know, I get accused sometimes, and it's probably right, that sometimes I'm not very clear in what I'm trying to accomplish. All I'm trying to accomplish is to show that biblically, these angels cannot be men. So for and, me, oh, go ahead, Josh. I was just going to say, and there's a distinction between men and angels in the scripture. Correct. Yeah. Correct. They're not the same. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's like sh- it's it is literally like shooting fish in a barrel because you have to do, you have to do like hermeneutical limbo in order to make these angels be pastors, right? Agreed. Agreed. But and and I'll tell you something else. Like I know you said, Brother Wiley, it's because we're trying to force the church into you know, the tribulation, but it also may be just another one of those another one of those deals where because it seems weird. For people, they just, they're willing to accept another idea that makes more sense to them. Do you know what I mean? Sure. You know, it's, and, all they've ever, it's all they've ever known. Right. And, you know, again, I would speak um, with respect and grace to those that, because I, because this is what I was taught. I, would ta- I was taught they were the pastors um, of those oh, churches. Oh, same here. Yeah. Yeah, and that's just and that's and, all I that's all I ever knew. Right. And when you're 19, 20 years old and you're also taking, you know, eight other classes and working 30 hours a week to pay for those classes right, and yeah. trying to find someone to marry you. Um, <laughs> it sounds good. You know, yeah. you can but yeah. roll with but that. But it's also you and I have the luxury. We study the word of God for a living. Mhm. The people that we preach to that perhaps have always embraced this as the pastors they don't have the luxury to study the word of God for hours on end like you and I do. Right. So I completely respect the person who just believes what they've been heard because that's all they've ever known. But they also don't have the time to be able to. So I'm just saying I would never say, well, you're just a bonehead if you don't believe this. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would never do that because, um, it's like I was trying to tell this person just recently, look, I've been studying this for years, for years. And it's only just been recently that this has made sense to me. Mm. So to think that in an hour conversation, you're yeah. going to be swayed <laughs> is just it's ridiculous. Yeah. Ridiculous. Yep. Yep. So I would tell that to the listener too, that the listener who's listening right now, who's still skeptical perhaps of what they're hearing. It's okay. What I'd say is it's okay. You get stronger with that, which you have to wrestle with and just be like the Bereans search the scripture. Yeah. 
search the scripture and if these if these angels are men then we should be able to learn that from the bible mm-hmm. um so yes so that's a great point chad i'm never going to scoff you know, if it took me 20 years to get to this point, why am I going to scoff at somebody? Because it's taken them a few weeks. Oh, and I wasn't saying you were. I wasn't saying you were. No, so. you, you. that's a great point. Because I never want to go into this arrogantly or, you know, I, I just, I've just committed as a pat. You know, <laughs> the first several years of my pastorate, I was so bold and so brash. And quite frankly, I'm kind of embarrassed at the pastor that I used to be. I've just determined now I'm just going to humbly give the word of God and it's going to be the spirit of God. That's going to convince men. And I'm not going to worry about what happens. I'm not going to worry about results. I'm just going to enjoy preaching the truths of God's word and the dust will settle wherever it does. Amen. And, but I'm certainly, because if I want people to take what I say seriously, then I can't disregard, just completely disregard what they think. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, good. Very That's good. Fantastic. This has been I, an incredible experiment. I think it's worked really well. This is, you know, the three of us now have no excuse that two, three weeks go by and we can't record. <laughs> Well, thanks for uh, saying that. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think our executive producer, who I'll give a shout out to, who made this possible, um, you know, he's made he's made it possible. Yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm grateful. This is Th- thanks, guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is great. This is this is great. I mean, we are literally what fifteen hundred miles apart from each other. Something like that. Yeah. And we're just able to, in real time, just record this. I just think it's really cool. Okay. So, Josh, do you want to go ahead and uh, take us home with your golden pipes? And I am I am thankful. Uh, great study today. And um, I hope for you, listener, we uh, uh, were as clear as mud. And <laughs> <laughs> that, we, that we covered. Man, read the Bible and study the Bible for what it says. Versus for what we think it means. And take the words right in front of you. It said unto the angel. Boy, I can't. To me, there's nothing else to be said. And uh, what, a, what a great thought. What a wonderful study. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being part of Backwoods Theology. I had an e- uh, a question given to me, not necessarily about anything, any content, but the question was, do you have an email? And so I'm going to say it again uh, for the listener. It is backwoodstheology at gmail.com. If you have any questions, please uh, send that uh, to that email, which is funny. The person asked me that question and then never sent the email. So uh, <laughs> backwoodstheology at gmail.com. And I'm going to go ahead and say it now. We don't have it. But I'm already planning on next year when we come to camp. I'm, we're gonna we're gonna bring some merch, and um, start selling some items, maybe some autographs, and uh, that'd be. I'm just kidding. Now, what a blessing! It's been fun. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being part of Backwoods Theology. Thank you, men. This has been fun, and uh, we'll have to do this again sometime. I do miss sitting around the table, though. 
It's not the same. And uh, but I'm thankful for this uh, this opportunity to do it. Appreciate you. Love you guys, and thank you for listening. Have a great day.